Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. This is Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix waypoint along our journey through stories featuring women in aviation. This one is from season two, episode 12, in my interview with Miriam Hooser about her memoir, They Called Me Sky Hunter. And in it, we're talking about how a decade long relationship in her 20s held her back from pursuing her dream to fly. You'll be happy to know Miriam is thriving as a pilot today and just headed out for another season of firefighting in the Canadian bush. Her book was recently released in audio format. I was so excited to see that, like you said, when you came to the United States, you were 18, you said? I was 20. 20. You, so you were 20, you're in the United States, and you took advantage of that opportunity to start learning how to fly. Um, and then, then this, this story where I was like, oh, she's off and she's going to go live her dreams. And then there's a guy. And so um, I, I felt like parts of your story, I will, I will confess, I felt very frustrated in the first sort of half of the book. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm saying that as a reader, so I can only imagine your feelings about it. But I feel like it echoes um, some other stories that we've read about women who get into relationships that stifle them from being able to really achieve their, their dreams. And I, I thought that you uh, were conciliatory. So every, every relationship requires compromise and yeah. sacrifice. The d- relationships don't work without that. However, you were on heavily on the giving end of that. Um, yeah. And so why did you choose to include that in the book? And what advice do you have for other people who may find themselves in a relationship like this as much as you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's, it's very hard. Um, for me, I went pretty much from my parents to him. I never knew anything else. I was kind of raised of always saying yes and do whatever I was told to do. And uh, I'm also somebody who just loves pleasing people. So I put myself aside to please everyone else and I forget myself. And that's what I've been doing all those years with him. Uh, it was always him first, him first, and me, well, can come later. But of course, and you to know, be and for, for, for anyone who hasn't read the book, to be to be clear, what we're talking is about is this pilot boyfriend that you had who was who you were following around so that he could pursue his flying career and you were fitting your flying into the cracks when it when you could but a lot of the time you weren't able to fly and you were doing these things like you said working at a ski resort I was like what are you doing 
Yeah. Why are you doing that right now? <laughs> Go <Yeah>. fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It just because there was no, there was nothing else I could do. Uh, there was no job. I didn't have enough experience. I was still trying to build up. You know, I know the whole story. It took me 10 years to build up my first 1,000 hours. Yeah. 10 years. And to pay yeah. back my loan because um, I had to borrow a lot of money to get on my license. I never had any help. My family never helped me. On, so it was, yeah, it took 10 years. And I was doing a job because I had to do something. And uh, he was also, he wanted more than he could afford, really. Uh, mm -hmm. So we had a big house, he wanted a big truck. And uh, we were always scraping, you know, at the end of the months were hard. So, uh, and there was a time when he was not working at all. And I was working, trying to pay the bill with my old salary, <laughs> working in the hotel. That was particularly frustrating that he wouldn't, he couldn't deign to do something other than flying, yeah. but that's what you had been doing all of this time. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. it's very frustrating. It is yeah. extremely frustrating. And you know, it's funny because you're not the first one who told me that reading the book, like I was getting frustrated. <laughs> and, but at the time I didn't see it, you know, it's all I knew. I didn't know any better. So it was just normal. And it's only when I left for Chad on my own, working over there, finally living my life, that it opened my eyes. I'm like, this is not normal what's happening. Well, I think this is one important aspect of memoir and books for people who might find themselves in that situation who may not even really see it themselves because yeah. sometimes when you're in something you cannot see the effect that it's having on you or how it's preventing you from from living your best life but by but by reading other people's stories you can recognize patterns of behavior and and kind of hopefully look in the crystal ball and see where this thing is ultimately going to go and yeah. hopefully stop <laughs> what's happening for yourself exactly. so i know that you mentioned that it was really hard to t to share your personal story but i think that it's so important that you did yeah yeah i i realized that afterward that if i didn't include that uh, many people would not understand part of my story why i did that and not this and yeah so it was important for sure 